You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we find out what is interesting and impactful about Western Michigan University. It's a great place to be, and I'm fortunate today to have with me in studio our first lady. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Linda Dunn. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Thank you, Tim. So I've heard and we've all heard throughout this Dunn farewell process, the president's story. And we love that story and we celebrate it. But I'm conscious that we don't have Linda's story. And I darn it, I'd like to hear Linda's Mm. story. So we've brought you here, Linda, to kind of learn more about you and about the process of both becoming and being the first lady of, of this great university. So tell me to start about the neighborhood you grew up in. Tell us about home. Where did you come from? Well, um, San Joaquin Valley in California. Yeah. So agricultural uh, center, pretty much, of California. Sure. Um, grew, grew up on a couple of places, tiny little house at first, when my dad and mother first started having children. and. Yeah. Um, then we moved to a little ranch house with about an acre, and we had horses and sometimes a, a beef uh, calf that we would raise, but not yeah. slaughter. We would just had it, um, yeah. cats and dogs. And um, about halfway through my sixth grade year, uh, my father got a chance to work for the federal government. Mm. So we moved from California to New York. Oh, wow. And that was interesting. The New York uh, State or New York New City? New York City. Whoa. We lived, actually, we lived in Queens, New York. <laughs> you go from beef to Queens. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we were there only about six months, and then uh-huh. he got transferred to Hawaii. Oh, wow. And that was very, very cool and very interesting because it was right after statehood, and I guess I'm dating myself now. People will start doing the math, figuring out how <laughs> old I am. But uh, my brother and I went to local schools, and we were probably, in all the schools we went to, we probably were maybe one of a dozen haoles, which is a Hawaiian word for Caucasian. Haole. Haole. Wow. So being white in a very diverse uh, state was very, very interesting, and I think it's where I learned what it was like to be a minority mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. Because I was surrounded by so many different faces and colors and sure. and ethnicities. There were Chinese, Hawaiians, and Portuguese, uh, Caucasian, and Japan, totally 100% Japanese or 100% Hawaiian. And wow. we just had a great time. Sure. We lived there for four years. And it was before Hawaii got so populated and overgrown, um, and when I look back now, I don't, I don't think I appreciated how beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of ruined for me because it's just gotten so big. Uh, we lived there for four years, and then my dad got transferred back to New York, and we lived on Staten Island, and that's where I finished my two years of the last two years of high school. Wow. And that was a super culture shock because 
I'd gone from a girls' Catholic school where we wore uniforms to a New York City public high school where anything goes there. Yeah, could happen, yeah. The girls had beehives and black stockings and short skirts and yeah. I was really out of my element, uh, being <laughs> shy. And uh, but we got along and and I did okay and went to college and uh, John and I met when we were both at the same university and I was getting a teaching degree and and he was getting his uh, doctorate in education. So then we moved Connecticut, three years in Connecticut, um, twenty years in Oregon. Yeah. Um, let's see what state next. Utah, we were there seven years, Southern Illinois, three, five years, I think, and then here. So I've kind of adapted the the slogan, Bloom Where You Were Planted, because I've had to move so many times. Um, I just find find something to do everywhere that pleases me and gives me satisfaction and maybe helps the community in some way. So started out as a school teacher but then never looked back moved yeah. and never got a job again so yeah volunteering i guess has been my job so and you've done a lot of it you're very active here in this community you yeah. you love the arts i do mm-hmm. uh where did that love come from i don't know because tell me more I'm about a, that no, i'm no. a health and physical education major i knew nothing right. about the arts oh. but I got an appreciation when we were at Southern Illinois University mm-hmm. Carbondale mm-hmm. because one of my first friends was the assistant director of the School of Art there. And she she and I became buddies, and she would teach me about different things. She was a printmaker, and she introduced me to glasswork and pottery and, and all, you know, all different forms of art. And I just got hooked on it yeah. and helped... Uh, establish a, a fundraiser for them um, to earn some money for the school sure. and started um, just collect, doing a little collecting of student work and um, just enjoying that that part of of the world yeah. and uh, uh, not you know I'm not um, not a big super big sports fan so the arts seem to be you know <laughs> and, and yeah. that's kind of a oxymoronic kind of thing to say that I had a health and PE major, but yet You're not I'm not. Sport. I don't know yeah. why. I think. I think you love the health side more than the. I think so too. Side. I think so yeah. too. Yeah, I'm not competitive, so. Um, and then coming to Kalamazoo, that was. Well, I was I was very happy to move from Southern Illinois. Yeah. That that was a. Um, good university, small town, but not very exciting. Yeah. And not a lot of things to do there. And right in the middle of cornfields, and mm-hmm. it took forever to get anywhere. And um, I, I was like, not to put down Applebee's, but the, the height of fine dining in Carbondale was the Applebee's. <laughs> and the neighborhood that's, grill. That's my joke, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it, it was it was an interesting place. I made some nice friends and yeah. good people, and, and a lot of them have scattered since then. So we keep in touch, Texas and sure. oh, different places, but... So I'm fascinated, Linda, by the, uh, I'm kind of nerdy in one way. I love shows about the White House for some reason. I know, isn't it weird? Hmm. Linda just looked at me like she's saying, well, where, what, what is going on with you, Tim? But I, I do, and I'm always fascinated by the transitions of presidents. 
And I know you came in, and the Heineckers were instrumental in kind of onboarding you and John into the community. But what are the things the first lady has to think about? I mean, you, John gets the offer. You all obviously talk about it, and now it's time to come. We didn't have to talk about it. It was when time to go. It, when we... When we got that phone call, which I think was on Easter Sunday, sure. um, John felt a buzzing in his pocket and went out to answer the phone, and it was it was Ken Miller sure. offering him this position. And and when I heard his phone go off, I I thought maybe something. It was either good news or bad news. Yeah. So I just kind of left church myself and went out there on the sidewalk, and I looked at him, and he kind of gave me a thumbs up, and I thought. Well, this Yay. is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but then, you know, I have no experience in doing this first lady thing. Sure. I, you know, what, what were you I thinking about? Know. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's bloom where you're planted sure. and learn by doing. And, and Carol was great, great help to me, great confidant. I could go to her. She'd been in these shoes before. I could say, hey, what do you do in this situation? Or tell me about these folks and what their connection is to Kalamazoo and uh, all these strange little funny, funny questions that I had. But um, I'm, I've discovered that I'm an extroverted introvert, and and I can bring it when I need to bring it. Yeah. But otherwise, I need to go home and get recharged. Sure. So that I can do that. Again, right, and so it's been a challenge, yeah, for me to be as extroverted as I need to be in these different situations. Sure, and sometimes it's easier, and sometimes it's harder. Um, but it, it's so very interesting, and I've really enjoyed meeting so many great people, especially sure. the people who have grown up here and stayed here and raise their families, and their families grow up and stay yeah. here. And and I really am kind of jealous of that kind of connection to a community because right. I didn't have that. Sure. And uh, I moved, we moved so often, and then as a married couple, moving as well. But right. every place we moved gave me a different skill set, and uh, I think that's helped. That's helped amazingly well here. What are you what are you taking from Kalamazoo? You came here, you've been here ten years. How how is the first I mean, what does the first lady take away? I mean you have friends, you have community connections. Um but but you've been just as much a part of this community as John has. People love you all. Oh, thank you. Uh, boy, that's a tough one too. Uh, well, I'll, I'll miss the connection that we have to students on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. They're they energetic. They're smart. They're so impressive. Um, I went today to um, the tree planting Arbor Day right. uh, ceremony this morning, and the young woman is a student. I, I believe she's in our honors college. She had organized the whole thing. She'd written a grant to get money to buy, I don't know how many trees, but sure. a lot. And and I was so impressed with her uh, going out and looking 
for this funding so that we could do this. You know, we're again, campus is again a Tree City USA um, campus, which yeah. is really impressive. I think sure. this is the 12th year in a row that they've done this tree planting yeah. on campus. And and uh, I, I don't know, I'm just constantly impressed by the kids I meet who I say, well, you know, what's your major? And they tell me, and one young man I met today is... Uh, going off to do an internship with United. He's in Art College of Aviation. Sure. And, and uh, of course, we had to, you know, jibe each other a little bit about United. <laughs> That'll be old yeah. old news by the time this is broadcast. But he's <laughs> he's thrilled to have that opportunity. And he's only a sophomore. Yeah. And I look back on my college career and think, man, I wish I could have come here. Yeah. This is a, a an amazing campus. I had a hard time getting to class, more or less planting trees yeah. as a sophomore, yeah. right? Uh, I miss our students. I miss the the faculty and just the interactions that I have to find out what they do, sure. and and all the innovations that we have here. And I like to brag about, I like yeah. to brag about what we have. And I and I ask folks, where'd you go? You know, what what was your course of study? And gee, did you hear about Western and what we have? And don't you know we have this? And yeah. I'm so happy to say that we have a medical school now and a law school now and in our aviation colleges in Florida and and our law schools in Florida and all sure. these really great bragging points that are that are incredibly fun to share with yeah. people. Um, I, you asked also, I, I will miss this community. I think this is an incredible mm-hmm. community. Yeah. And the things that are offered here fit for anyone's taste. It, right. You know, it can That's go right. from the craziest uh, uh, imp- improv comedy to the high-end symphony where sure. and and the music scene is incredible and the arts are amazing and and the giving is, yeah. you know, off the charts. Um, and the families that have stayed here and made their wealth have stayed in place and they could live anywhere and continue to invest yeah Yeah. and and they invest in the community and of course the kalamazoo promise is an amazing thing and it provides such a great opportunity for our our kids and and um music arts theater dance uh it's all all forms of entertainment yeah but yet we have a wonderful library downtown. Sure. We have the places that nurture us, like the the um, the Calhaven Trail, uh, the oh, just the beautiful scenery that you can get to in a matter of minutes uh, yeah. to hike or bike if you care to do that. It's it's going to be a tough uh, a tough exit next year yeah, when sure. it's when it's all over when it's right. totally all over. Yeah. Um, uh, and the clo- we have a, an airport that's 10 minutes away, which is really which wonderful. Nice, it really right? makes it makes nice nice traveling in that way. Yeah. You um, one of the things that I admire so about you is your heart for people. You care about equality. You care about diversity. You care about inclusion. You talked a little bit about why you that Hawaiian experience and how mm-hmm. that birthed that. Um, but I, I'm interested, before we get you out of here, to just let you kind of talk about, you know, kind of the things you believe, because a lot of your principles are are really what Western continues to become, right? And you've played a significant role in talking about those issues of equality and diversity and making sure that we 
are a university that's open to all students. And uh, why is that so important to you? I mean, you you can't have a conversation with Linda Dunn about walking away about something to do with treating people the right way. Th- that's that's significant for you. I grew up with with a mother and dad who were. Um, well, my dad was from the South. Yeah. And I'm not positive that he was the most unbiased person you could ever meet. Sure. He did have some ingrained bias. Yeah. But my mother was from New Hampshire, from New England. So she mm-hmm. had that um, tough, I can do it sort of attitude. And I don't, they met when my dad was in the Navy and, and kind of polar opposites in terms of the, the how they've been raised. And But they were kind. They were very kind people. Yeah. And my dad volunteered after he retired for a lot of things. And even when he was working, he, he, he did things for the community. And my mother was always busy. Even when she became... Uh, visually impaired, she still found ways to mm. make things with her hands to give away, to keep wow. busy. Yeah. And she was, she she liked things to be calm, smooth sailing. She was the rock of the family. Yeah. And she did not like confrontation. And I think she kind of taught me that it's better to kind of be, be, uh, quiet about things and get things done that way instead of yeah you know waiting a flag and sure and the uh, confrontation and confrontation yeah um but and i learned a lot from my mother i think she was a really great example of of how you treat people she never judged she was always she never complained yeah and even when you know at the end of her life when she, her mobility was limited she never complained and so she was a, a really prime example for me and, yeah. Um, I, I I've always been interested in helping those who are less fortunate. Um, I've always believed that the haves shouldn't tell the have-nots what they can't have. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and I've wow. had a lot of instances where I've had to say that. Yeah. In different settings, charitable settings. Sure. Where someone wants to decide that some person who's looking at a food pantry can't have the food that they like because, well, we have a list and we have to follow this list. So I, I've never, yeah. now that I will challenge. Yes, and, you will. And yeah. uh, giving out clothes to someone, I will challenge that if I think it's the right thing to do. And sticking up for our students who are down and out, I will do that as well. Or not, 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 I'm not bragging, but I overheard this woman at the counter at the library yesterday say, oh, my fine's that big? I'll have to work it off. Yeah. And I had some few bills in my pocket and I didn't give them to her. I just gave them to the clerk later and I said, put this on her tab because yeah. she shouldn't be denied the ability to, the read. Ability to check out st- stuff yeah. because she has a fine. And it made me feel good and she'll never know. But yeah. It made me feel really good, and um, I would hope that that other people could do that in small ways too. It doesn't take a lot to help yeah. somebody out, 
and make them make them have a better day. And I think that's what the cool thing about this campus is that we do encourage people yeah. to lift their head up, say hi, uh, recognize someone. You know, it could be the best thing that happens to them yeah. in that day. Could that someone well recognize them, or even if they don't know them, just that someone saw them, said hi, greeted them cordially, asked how they were doing. You know, you've heard examples of where or these Google or these YouTube stories where someone does something and it keeps oh, yeah. somebody from falling off, you know, jumping oh, off yeah. a bridge. Uh, but uh, that's not, that doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, helping some right. some older woman be able to come back to the library and check out stuff, that makes, that just thrills me. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, Linda, um, John, how many minutes are we in? How many? 20. I got one last question. We'll split this podcast in two, okay? Part one and 22. Last question, Linda. Sure. You're going to love the A part of the question. You'll hate the B part, but you'll love me at the end, I promise. Okay. Who is your hero? Oh, Michelle Obama. Tell me why. Oh, my gosh. Strong, super intelligent, sticks up for what she believes in. Yeah. Helps the have-nots. Yeah. Um... Raised two wonderful kids. Yeah. Gets to be in the same house as Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet him when he came to campus here for Kalamazoo Central High School, and I felt like a 13-year-old Yeah. right next to him. I, I was so thrilled. But, but Michelle, I would have been thrilled to have met her, too. Yeah, she's a contemporary, modern-day hero for me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, here comes the B part, that the people we admire the most um, really exhibit the things we admire most about ourselves. So half of what you said, you've already expressed, but I'll ask the question. How is Michelle Obama a lot like you? Well, I don't have her toned arms. <laughs> um, well, I think the fact that she... She looks out for the yeah the underdog yeah the less the less fortunate sure um, those who need yeah I, I think that would be it uh, just her empathy and sympathy for those who have who are yeah. less than yeah and uh, that's that's what I like and I admire well Linda we as a campus admire you. Thank you. And I personally admire you. And Don't I'm make thankful. me cry now. I won't. But I am thankful for you. Thank you. And for your influence on our campus, your influence in all of our lives. Appreciate and for taking the time to be on today. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. We love you and the Bronco Nation loves you, you too. too. And it's always a great day to be a Bronco. Yes, it is. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad to have Linda on today. If you want to learn more about our First Lady and her journey uh, as First Lady of this, of this university, Go to mywmu.com slash raise the W. That's mywmu.com backslash raise the W. And as always, folks, it's a great day to be a Bronco, as the First Lady says. And as you go out today, whoever you talk to, take a few moments and raise the W.